Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Or, you know, let it be. And because maybe at some point um, you got um, a good rapport with them uh, and therefore that then affects how the future is. Um, I suspect for Africa, we need to begin to relook at those issues. Thank you very much, Mr. Chair. Just to set the record straight, I'm in no way saying that any injustice against Africa is acceptable. I was only trying to establish what changed in terms of, you know, the acceptability of a rating that was a B to what it is now and what has informed the decision to now move away from accepting these as the criteria. But the, the response is well noted. My next question is um, just based on the deficit financing of the Bank of Ghana for government of Ghana from 2018 until now. Has there been any debt, uh, sorry, deficit financing? Um, uh, um, Co-chair, um, Honorable MP, um, yes, I think we did come to um, Parliament uh, during the COVID period um, to seek maybe a 10 billion um, yeah, asset financing uh, which has occurred. Uh, I know the bank has subsequently uh, reported uh, about 20 or 21 billion uh, more recently um, as to um, its kind of overdraft in support of um, um, the shortfalls in our auction, etc. Um, so yes, these uh, economic crisis, these uh, difficult times, and um, the lights have to be kept on, um, workers have to be paid, and food has to be put on the average Ghanaian person's table, uh, and so things may have to be done uh, differently. Thank you. Honourable co-chairs, um, just as a follow-up question to the figures the finance minister just mentioned, um, is the finance minister aware that both of these figures are in excess of the 5% that is uh, permitted with regards to deficit financing by the Bank of Ghana? Um, very much so. And I think uh, we were aware of that when in um, 2020, uh, because of the nature of the situation, um, the House voted for that. Um, I, I think the, the, the real challenge um, for us and the integrity of um, approach to our economy in these very difficult times is really to understand our resources and how we we look at ways uh, in which in this transition period uh, we use our best efforts to make sure that we get through that period. Is that going to demand um, an approach sometimes? Uh, 
and certain maneuverability that will be required. Um, I dare say we will have to. Thank you very much. Would the, um, the Honorable Minister mentioned the, uh, the $10 billion that was approved by Parliament. That was in 2020. But on either side of that, in 2019, 2021, and 2022, the actual deficit financing by the Bank of Ghana, uh, the percentage goes above the 5%. Is the Minister aware of this, and has it been brought to Parliament? Um, in terms of... Um yeah, I think the number that we talk about, I think it's quite public. And um, whether it comes to Parliament or not um, will be an issue that the central bank um, will have to work out. Um, 2020. Uh, Honorable Minister, are you suggesting that the central bank will have to bring it to Parliament? Is that, is that a suggestion? I mean, I don't know what her suggestion is. That no, I have but, to but you, you are the minister overseeing the financial sector, and I think Bank of Ghana, you know, is under your authority when it comes to, I mean, I'm not talking about the independence. No, the, independent, the, the Bank of Ghana is independent, you know, but, but the, the, the Bank of the, yeah, the governor cannot appear before, and usually they come through the, the minister of finance. That's the point that I'm making. I see. Yeah. I mean, certainly, I, I know that the finance, the House Finance Committee, um, do, do meet the Bank of Ghana when they choose to. Uh, and so. so sure that there's a way in which um, we can... So, uh, you know, I'm told by the Honorable Majority Leader that the Governor of the Bank of Ghana actually meets the um, committee of the of the whole and, and does not come through the Minister of Finance. So, I need to make that uh, correction. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very well. Yes. Very well. Yes. Thank you very much, Honorable Co-Chairs. I have a, um, another question just actually just came to my attention in the response of the minister um, when he mentioned that, um, and I'll quote, I feel the stress of running a business. I was just wondering whether this was in reference to any private businesses that the minister owns or whether it's in his capacity as a minister. for finance, the issue of how businesses uh, will be able to run, who have access to loans, how to manage interest rates, uh, and how really, as a country, we should be, in a sense, diminishing the public sector uh, for private sector to be the stronger um, in terms of job creations, etc., and um, wealth creation. So yes, in, in the work that I do, uh, I need to ensure um, the robustness and continuous strengthening of the, the business community. 
But, I mean, I think the fact of the matter is that I also um, grew a business since I came to back um, to this country some 30 years ago. And the fact of the matter is that, yes, we started a company called Data Bank um, somewhere in 1990. And believe it or not, this was in one room in a cousin's construction company in Cantamanto. So imagine coming from Wall Street, uh, some partners, Ghanaian partners, uh, Gajapo, Afede, and saying that we are going to start an investment banking firm and work on the stock exchange from Cantamanto. But that's where we started. And it has been 30 years hence in which we really grew the whole issue of capital markets and therefore understood from the beginning what it took to build a business in Ghana. I believe we borrowed some $25,000 at that time, took taxis, ran around Cantamanto, and gradually built up Data Bank to where it is today, managing over a billion dollars equivalent. So yes, we have grown through a period of 30 years in which we have built a company from scratch. So as I sit in my office, I do understand the pains of business. I do understand how to build a business from brick. I do understand how to work. Uh, Melissa, I, 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 I don't want to interrupt your, your flow, but uh, um, in Parliament, uh, we do have quite um, a few um, committees. So one of them is a committee that uh, oversees uh, uh, those um, who, what do we call it, uh, members uh, Office of Profit, uh, you, you are not here in that capacity, so don't worry about those things, no, don't, don't worry at all. Um, yeah, so the question was, if I understood here, uh, what you said um, was a headache running a business, I, I actually thought that running corporate Ghana was such a business that is giving everybody a headache, you know, I thought that really was the answer, but I assume that's what you are arriving at, so um, we well, thank you for that answer. Um, yes? The chairman, the chairman, uh, the chairman commenting on the answer given by the minister, yeah. yes, doctor, you done, you done with your questions, aren't you? He's only taking off. No, no, Co-Chair, I'm, I'm kindly inviting you to um, intervene. The attempt to rephrase... No, no, just intervene. Um, because it is a house of records. And uh, you, 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 have, you have reframed and recouched and totally, you know, recreated... <laughs> Cannibalized. And... and, and and, and she, cannibalized, she, she and accepts, she accepts, the response we all had. She accepts my rephrasing, no, rephrasing no, of no, the question no, for her. So let's make some business. Go. No, members don't accept it. Well, members don't overrule no, chairman. Just for the record, so, chair, I, I don't accept your answer. Right. The answer the minister but gave on this was occasion, his honest response, and I think I'm comfortable with that. Please let's not minister, what he said. You got a sense of the committee, so get on with it. From the chair, so get on with it. The record will reflect the answer that has been given by the minister. Uh, Mr. Co-Chair, thank you. I, I am done. <laughs>
<laughs> and my final question. <laughs> All right, I was very glad. Those were very nice. <laughs> Co-chair, my final question. Um, is the minister aware of the uh, specifics regarding any monies owed it by other agencies and state-owned enterprises? Are there any companies, subsidiaries, statutory corporations, and all of those which owe the Ministry of Finance any money? And would the minister be willing to furnish the committee with the list? Let's try it. Minister of Finance being owed by which is government effectively uh, other institutions of uh, state or private enterprises or whatever oh ghana the question is chairman you're looking for a bit more clarity yeah it will help it will help yeah okay for example uh -huh. does gnpc owe the ministry of finance any money just GMPC. You want GMPC alone? Mr. Co-Chair, there's lots of um, quite a number of SOEs and MMDAs that, I mean, technically owe um, the government, and that is through Ministry of Finance. Um, I mean, to mean, you know, some data dumping uh, to get you that whole list. Uh, but that that comes really um, when we talk about the debt sustainability analysis, which therefore the bank or the fund may be using 105%. It is an attempt to see how we can um, centralize all of those other institutions such as Cocoa Board, etc., uh, into, you know, sort of general government accounting to be able to get there. Um, so, yes, I mean, those, that's, I, I think it's a matter of course. As to the quantities uh, and various things, we'll have to do some analysis for you. Yeah. Um, yes, Co-Chair. No, I just wanted to confirm that per the Minister's response, he will make this data available to the committee. All the money is owed the states. He said he will make it in the committee. It's part of the... Uh, let us see. Think about it. Let's see. No, no, please. For Minister, you can make, you can make uh, that data available to the committee. It's, it's simple. No, it is all, it is all simple. Your, your debt management division can make that available to us, can they? No, no, no. Wait, but wait a minute. The, uh, wait a minute. the government of Ghana. No, the well, government of Ghana. But yes. what is the relevance of the debts of uh, other institutions of the government of Ghana to do? Well, well, it all goes to the issue of economic mismanagement, which is one of the grounds. Mismanagement. Yeah, it's one of the grounds. It's one of the grounds, isn't it? Minister. No, no, no. We will do the analysis. Minister, at the that's end of fine. The take okay. us, take as long as it takes you to get that information and bring it to the committee. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, Honourable Katie, that is not fair. That's not fair. Uh, that's not fair. That's not fair. Um, yeah. Any more? Yes. Honourable Kwame Imedu, you have questions? 
Coach, I, I, I have a, a difficulty. I need, uh, since the majority leader is here, he may uh, probably offer some uh, superior guidance. Um, it's, uh, it's on order 202 of our standing orders. As you say. Um, standing order 200 sub 2. It provides that the chairman of a committee shall maintain order in the committee, deciding all questions of order. And by, order by parity of reasoning, he can also can promote this, this unity among the committee. Report of it. But it increasingly, it's not over, clear over, overruled. This overruled. <laughs> overruled. <laughs> okay. Exactly uh, what uh, I expected. Mr. Chair and Co-Chair, so I can uh, only say that I am privileged to have been a member of this committee and uh, uh, have listened to, I'm privileged to have listened to Finance Minister uh, testify before this committee. I can only thank him. I don't have any question for him. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. Honorable Patrick Bowman. Yeah. No questions. Okay. Katie. Yes, sure. Um, very short ones. <clears throat> They troubled you to confirm, Mr. Minister. My colleagues, uh, one, I think the other one here, troubled you to confirm how much it was that you inherited by way of debt overhang when you assumed office, the finance minister of this republic in January um, 2017. How much was the figure? Uh, my understanding was that you did, you were specific. It was about 123, 120, 123. Is that it? Yes. No, no. Yeah, well, 123 billion. My question is um, do you recall what the exchange rate of uh, uh, the city to the dollar was at a time? <laughs> yeah, about 4.2. Was what? About 4.2. So if you do the back of an envelope calculation, the 120 uh, billion cities uh, in the, uh, 123 billion cities in uh, uh, 2017, where you inherited, uh, uh, you inherited that debt, would amount to about what in dollars? Um, technically, um, and, and that's the reason for mentioning how to lie with statistics when we're in graduate school. So you'd say that in 2016, we had equivalent of maybe 29 or 30 billion dollars equivalent. 29 or 30 billion dollars a billion, forgive me. Yeah. It's all gangantuan. And if we assume um, our debt to be, you know, sort of 430, 450 billion today, um, that then uh, results in about 32 billion dollars. So if you want to play with statistics, you say, gee, you know, we've just done $3 billion. What's this Hapa Baloo about? And that is the problem. I see. You, you, anticipate, you, you anticipated the way I was going to go about it. Yeah. So in the 2017, $120 billion, it was about $30 billion. And then $450 Billion, still about thirty-two billion dollars. Uh, you, you have 
haven't done badly, have you? <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. 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 Chairman, you have been You have. So you, you have, I mean, I, I think you have, technically, if we are going the same trajectory, for, for 15, 15 interchanges, for school feeding, for, for free SHS. Uh, Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Minister, for a list for a list of the good the, the good things in quotes that you have done with the money. Um, yes, uh, Honorable Finance Minister, I have two questions for you. Uh, can you confirm to the committee how much the financial sector cleanup costs? Financial sector cleanup. Can you confirm to the committee? Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Co-Chair, um, I mean, uh, I think the operating number that we've been using is around 25 billion Ghana cities. Okay. Yeah. Then my, my second question is in relation to the issue of fiscal recklessness. Would you agree with me that non-compliance with the statutes and regulations relating to the financial sector generally um, points to fiscal recklessness? Would you? No, I'm, I'm non-compliance. I'm trying. Non-compliance of what? We say the, the Public Financial Management Act and its regulations as well as the Fiscal Responsibility Act. Non-compliance. Well, I, I don't, I don't know what you are referencing. You are referencing, and I, I don't. I'm still trying to figure out the understanding of recklessness. Okay. So, the legal and regulatory framework for the management of the financial resources, the financial and fiscal resources of the state, are there for a reason. They are there to constrain, you know, governmental action that results in losses to the state. Is that not correct? I would imagine so. Very well. And I'm saying that non-compliance is an indicator of fiscal recklessness. Non-compliance by who? Of what? Non-compliance by, let's say, a minister of finance, a minister of state. That is an indi that is indicative of fiscal recklessness. Well, I don't know because I haven't advanced it. You haven't one? I haven't seen it. I haven't advanced it. Have you read uh, the um, auditor, the auditor general report? Certainly, I have. Sorry, please. Have you read the? You, no, please, please. I, I, I gave you the opportunity. The Auditor General's report for 2021. I have read. Some, or have you have you seen it? Have you seen the Auditor General's report? <coughs> My colleague would have to um, work it out, but it hasn't been to Parliament. It's been delayed. 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 It's been delay
It's a public it's a public document and is is been laid. Yes. Once it's laid it becomes a public document. So the fact that the, yes, it's not it's not final, but that doesn't mean that I'm I'm disbarred from asking the financial the the the, the finance minister questions on it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, let me let me let me take it from another angle. Honorable Finance Minister, you are very well aware of the decision of the Supreme Court in Kodo and Attorney General, are you not? On Kodo and Attorney General. Okay. Uh, but th this is uh, indeed a legal question. I was wondering if um, the Honorable Minister will be in a position to answer such a question. Um, I've inquired because, uh, because of what it relates to. Uh, it's notorious, that case is notorious for what it relates to. So I was wondering whether we should give you a chance to answer whether he's aware it has been brought to the legal people's attention or it hasn't. We, we, we are happy to hear from him. In fact, I, I personally wrote to the Minister of Finance and attached yes. a copy of the judgment uh, in Kodo and Attorney General. Okay, so then what's the point of the question? Whether, well, I, read, whether I read your letter? No, 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 no. Not, not at all. It's, the point of the question is about non-compliance, okay, non-compliance with the decision and the constitution with respect to the 5%, uh, you know, uh, total revenue, uh, you know, I mean, uh, of Ghana. No, to, that is to be paid to the disassembly's common fund. Uh, Mr. Coach, uh, we, we are. Uh, don't you? Honorable Finance Minister, are you are you aware of the decision of the Supreme Court in Kodo and Attorney General? Yes, Mr. Coach. Very well. And you are aware that in that decision, the Supreme Court, you know, did, I mean, held, uh, I mean, ruled in relation to the definition of total revenues of Ghana. Are you not? I am aware, sir. And under the um, Constitution, and in terms of the decision in Kodo and Attorney General, you are supposed to pay the 5% as defined into the district assembly common fund. Is that correct? That's correct. Five percent of the total revenues of Ghana. That's correct, sir. 
not less than 5% of the total revenues of Ghana. I see you have been helped by the people on our side. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Mr. Mr. Co-Chair, there are two distinct issues. There's the awareness when the judgment came, and we being clearly, we changed, therefore, the calculation of how we, you know, um, ensure that the total revenue is, is calculated. And if you see the figures that we then commit to, um, to allocate, it is within that, bra that bracket. Now, whether because of financial constraint we are able to fulfill them is another issue. So whether you are talking about arrears or whether you are talking about compliance, that's a very different question. So I'd like to know. Well, in uh, 2021, you did only 1.74%. Yes, it does not mean that we did not com comply. That's non-compliance. We were not able to meet the amount. We are running, uh, Mr. Co-Chair, a budget deficit. We've gone through very difficult times that you are all aware of. There are lots of other areas that we are making do on a daily basis to be able to make sure the country is running. So the fact that that amount of resource has not been brought to the DCL does not mean that we are not um, committed to complying with the Supreme Court ruling. Yes. Okay. Honourable Minister, I have I have in my yes. I think my colleague is finished with that. But Minister, no, 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 no. Oh, no, panic, panic on that point. you finish with your. I'm not done. I'm referring him to the the photo thing again. Yes, it's here. How much he paid? Okay, we'll come back to that. Yes. Um. So, honourable minister, I have here the PIAC newsletter. Um. Of issue number two, July to December 2022. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm entitled to refer to published documents in making, in making, in laying the basis for my, my question. Before, Mr. Co-Chairman, before you put a question, this is in relation to which charge, which count, which allegation? Yes, this is non-compliance, non-compliance with this the is financial and fiscal laws of the country. Non-compliance. Yes. Which can we go back to the the, 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 the charge? Uh, you are redefining? No. Uh, well, we do have a charge sheet, actually. So it says that for the first time since Ghana started receiving petroleum revenue in 2011, the DCAF received, that is the District Assembly Common Fund, received an amount of 32 million uh, 380,403.91 following the 2019 decision of the Supreme Court in the case of Kodo versus Attorney General. However, the disbursement was, I mean, uh, made was 1.74% of the ABFA instead of the 5% specified in the Supreme Court judgment. Is that correct? You know, I, I, I don't know that I'm co-chair that I'm getting through with the answer. We 
I have categorically said that we know of that. And therefore, if you look at the budget, the treatment will show you the equivalent of 5%. And that's a fact. The question is whether we have the resources to be able to comply. Well, the, 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 the resource envelope does not matter. What matter, what matter is the percentage, whether you are complying with the percentage, so that if, if, if you, you, you have, you, if you have a small, re, I mean, a resource envelope, you should still be able to do not less than 5% of that for purposes of, you know, complying with Pura and Attorney General. That is, that is the, the point that I'm driving at. Anyway, um, Co-Chair, I think I'm done. Yes. Minister, uh, thank you very much. My colleague says uh, it's okay. It's okay. But uh, let's put it on record. Um, you've been finance minister for about six years now. Um, this constitution or the constitutional provision has been in place since what? Uh, 1993? January 93. Do some recollection for us. You can or you can, but do your best. As far as you recall, do you know one single finance minister who has been able to comply to the spirit, to the letter uh, of this particular No, this, this question is overruled. This question is overruled. This question is overruled. Clark, Sammy, the question is allowed. The question is allowed. If the speaker wanted you, what I'm finishing is making a comment. I will let you make your comment, but let me do my Let me do my Let me finish my. Let me finish. No, 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 no. Listen, can we have some sanity? Can we have some? Uh, no. can, can I, calm down, calm down, calm down. Nobody would push me from the question. When you were on the floor on your questions, I did not interrupt you. You, you have actually interrupted me. You said you finished with thank you and then I moved on. How did I interrupt you? You are now interrupting me. You have finished. Who had finished? You have finished. You know that I had finished. All right. So my question is this, that as far as you know, is there one single finance minister who has been able to comply with this um, particular provision? It is yes or no. What I'm done and he wants to make a whatever it is. Yeah, I've made my point. Yes. End it. Yeah. Uh, well, who is going to read a point of order on the chairman? A point of order on the chairman. <laughs> Can you answer, Mr. 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 Minister? Who is going to call you? Who is going to call you? Who is going to call you? Mr. Mr. Chairman. Sami, you repeated this. Uh, there's, another, there's another provision in the uh, standard order. What is the standard order? When there's an issue to which the answer has been given, the standard order says you can't repeat that question. You've drawn this into our attention. Order two and you draw it to our attention. You've been overruled two times. You are still raising it to our attention. You'll be overruled 10,000 times. <laughs> Minister. <laughs> Um, Mr. Co-Chair, no, no, I, I, I really do not know of any, uh, you know, finance minister.
difficult for finance ministers to handle that. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Mr. Minister. Thank you very much. Sabi, we know the case. We, we, we know we know the case. Podo and Kwashiga and all of them. We know the case. We know the we know the case. It's not antecedent. Who was the finance minister in 2019? Yeah. Yeah. We saw zero respect. Yeah. Yeah. The Supreme Court decision. Yeah. Recent, recent decision. So what is the, what is the point about? Yeah, we know we know that. What is the relevance uh -huh. in going? No, no, I'm saying that. No, we, no, no, we do know. Finance ministers in 1992. Uh, completely out of order. Completely out of order. Thank you. Very
such machinations, you know, uh, has been made um, to fall. So it's a difficult, difficult, difficult week. Um, uh, but I have provided direct responses to the grounds brought on me and my ministry, the Ministry of Finance, Honorable Co-Chairs. Let me reiterate that I have not breached any law for disbursement in respect of the National Cathedral of Ghana. But I strongly believe that the Cathedral is an important institution. And as we in finance talk about internal rate of return, when we do investments with the Cathedral, it will be an eternal rate of return for this country. I have never sought to be dishonest in fiscal reporting during my tenure. Indeed, it's on record that Mentana has seen the most transparent reporting regime in fiscal, financial, and economic reporting as a country. Under my leadership of the Ministry of Finance, there have been significant improvements in the accurate reporting of public finances under the Fourth Republic. Today, we are enjoying greater accountability and transparency in the management of the public purse since 2007. Government has complied with the reporting provisions in the PFM Act 2016, Act 921, including budget implementation report, fiscal reports, public debt report, petroleum revenue management reports, ESLA report, etc. I've not been alarmingly incompetent. Instead, We've been competent in managing the economy. In doing so, we brought much relief to Ghanaians between 2017 and 2021. As a government, we have invested huge amounts of money in the people of Ghana. When we came into government, with over 12 different transformational projects which we have implemented over the past six years. All annual budgets, which included the fiscal operations, were approved by Parliament, and therefore I could not have been reckless. I have not grossly mismanaged the Ghanaian economy. The current challenges is the results of myriad of factors, most of which were inherited and also external in origin. Honorable co-chairs, as I have already assured you, even if these challenging times we have been swift, bold, and responsive. We are embarking on a journey to fundamentally reposition our economy and our post-COVID-19 program for economic growth, which will be supported, supported by the IMF and other friendly sovereigns, will be our guide. We are mindful that there will be significant costs in the fiscal adjustments we intend to make in the coming years to sustain our stability, recovery, and eventual transformation. However, we have a history of being resilient as a people and will come out better and stronger than before. I therefore ask our fellow countrymen to support our push for the needed reforms which will drive the transformation that would enable Ghana to reach upper middle income within a decade. This is a country with real prospects and the challenges notwithstanding, Ghana will rise again. I have faith in the industry of our compatriots, but more importantly, I have utmost faith in God who has called us to serve. He's in the ship with us 
and will see us through the raging storm and bring us to the promised land. Let me conclude with the words of the second standard of a well-known hymn, A Charge to Keep I Have. To serve the present age, my calling to fulfill, or may I tell my powers engaged to do my master's will. I'll serve with honesty and service. Thank you for this opportunity. May God bless us all. May God bless our homeland, Ghana. Thank, thank you very much. And there you have it, uh, Ken Ufuriata, the finance minister, wrapping up his defense before the ad hoc committee, uh, hearing his uh, censure motion. He's had an opportunity today to mount a defense, and he said a number of things. Top of that list is an apology that he rendered today at the beginning of the day. We're going to go through a bit of that for you if you missed the highlights, and then we'll get some quick reactions. Stay with us. The other day, I visited Kweku at his spunky new office to congratulate him on opening his business. And man, was I impressed. The business is just moving quick. The sales, customers, everything is just working seamlessly. The secret, hmm, he said, it's empty and business broadband. In this fast-paced environment, we need fast and reliable internet to support all business types. No laggy online meetings, great download and upload speeds, impeccable business management systems, all inclusive. I mean, you can have it all. I signed on immediately. <laughs> to enable your business stay ahead and stay connected, make sure you're signed on to the best internet made just for businesses. MTN Business Broadband. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.gh and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 0244-308-111 for more information. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osuakwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City. Or call us 0302 764101764209 or 7627092. Visit our website www.kingdomgh.com Allianz Insurance since 1890 At Allianz Life Ghana we have a wide range of life insurance packages to suit all pockets from individuals, groups, associations, and businesses. We cover your employees, your funerals, pensions, children's education, and your future. Call us on 0302-267-892 or visit our website www.allianz-gh.com for more inquiries. Allianz Life, we secure your future.
Alandi o Alandi. Ati pe na Alandi. Gonna pay Alandi. Hey, finally. Gonna pay Alandi. Do more your way on Gonna pay. Send and receive money at zero transaction fees. Pay bills, buy airtime and data, transfer money in and out of your bank accounts, and so much more with Gonna pay. Dial star seven zero seven hash to register for Gonna pay, or download the Gonna pay app from the Play Store or App Store. Alandi o Alandi. Gonna pay Alandi. Gonna pay your money your way. This service is powered by Gibbs. When everything works in your car, it all sounds so smooth. But when you replace them with inferior parts, it doesn't quite sound the same. Get original Peugeot and Citroen parts and expert servicing from Silver Star Auto, the official distributor for Citroen and Peugeot in Ghana. Visit silverstar.com.gh or follow us on social media for more details. Afiwe, Black Stars fancy at MDDN. Team selection. Na coaching the German swear. Na Black Stars beat maybe be. No negative talk. Positive talking. Come on. Qatar 2022. DSTV compact. So for 169 Ghana cities, Beji would decoder. And the year. Ghana. It's our moment. Ah, Live on Joy 99.7 FM, our special coverage of this historic uh, central hearings that uh, the ad hoc committee set up by the minister has been going through since Tuesday, ended a short while ago, with the finance minister, Ken Oferiato, whose job is on the line, uh, mounting a defence. Uh, if you missed it all, sum it up in a few words, which is that the finance minister today... For the very first time, I apologized for where the country is currently and the economic challenges that the country is facing, which, of course, he has been at the helm of since 2017. He says he is sorry. Since the Kufuado government came into office in 2017, everything we have sought to do was aimed at making the lives of the people better. We have been focused on this vision to improve lives. And in the first four years, our efforts were leading to a realization of the vision. Today, I acknowledge our economy is facing difficulties and the people of Ghana are enduring hardships. As a person President Akufuado has put in charge of this economy, I feel the pain personally, professionally, and in my soul. I see and feel the terrible impact of rising prices of goods and services on the lives and livelihoods of ordinary Ghanaians. I feel the stress of running a business, but it is the strength and perseverance of the Ghanaian people that inspire me and my colleagues in government every morning. And it's to press on. 
That is what gives me the strength to press on, to find solutions and relief for Ghanaians to the myriad of problems that our country and the rest of the world are facing, especially since March 2020. Coaches, let me use this opportunity to say to the Ghanaian people what I believe. With courage, every finance minister around the world may wish to say to their people now. I am truly sorry. Uh, joining me right now is the man who led the charge uh, from the minority side on Tuesday when they laid before the committee their evidence, the evidence against the finance minister based on which they were asking that he be removed from office. Here is a minority spokesperson on finance, uh, Keselato Forcing. Dr. Keselato Forcing uh, joins us on the telephone line right now. Okay, we'll get him on the line pretty soon. I'll also be going back to Parliament um, where the sitting just ended. And I can see that uh, Kenneth Riata is speaking to the journalists. He's saying that they don't want him to do so. You heard it here. He says that he expects to be the one to present the budget. Let me try and get some reaction from some of the NPs who have just, who have just, I mean, been here. The, the, the majority leader. Leader. You know, we, 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 we yeah. Leader, I'll, I'll, I'll go to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just briefly, because we are live on join. And uh, we'll get to uh, hear what the majority leader uh, has been saying to my colleague pretty shortly. But uh, Case Lato Forsen is on the line right now. Remember that he was the centre of of all this on Tuesday, uh, presenting the evidence. But today, Kenneth Riata took time to respond to him, mentioning his name specifically at several points. Joins us on the line, uh, Dr. Case Lato Forsen. Thank you for your time here on uh, on on Joy ninety nine point seven FM. Evans, thank you too. Uh, he just finished. Uh, this has been an all days event, um, just like mm. yourself when you appeared before it. Let's start with what I just played before we came to you. He says he's sorry. Do you accept his apology? Evans, an apology isn't enough because you should recognize that his attitude, his actions and inactions have directly impacted business, livelihood. In fact, his actions have driven a number of Ghanaians to poverty. It has collapsed businesses. People's livelihood is on the line. People cannot afford three square meals a day because of his actions and inactions. So you merely coming to Parliament and render an apology isn't enough. I would have expect that that apology will be, I mean something special will be added to the apology where he would have said that in spite of all what we've gone through, I'm sorry, I'm resigning. And going forward, I have regretted what I've done. But still staying at post and saying sorry certainly is not enough. The people of Ghana will not get better because he's still staying in office. So his continuous staying in office does not resolve the mess that he has caused, the difficulties that he has put in the lives of the ordinary Ghanaian uh, uh, in. And so for me, yes, it is good that he has apologized, but it's certainly not enough. Let's do some of the quick uh, facts and, and, the, and the meat of what he had said. You had accused him of breaking the law when he released funding without uh, parliamentary approval uh, for the construction of the National Cathedral. He said Correct. today that that is not true, that he did not take funding from the contingency fund. He took it from the contingency vote, which is already a line item as part of the other government expenditure that you've approved of already. Your reaction? Evans, 
I have been the ranking member of the Finance Committee of Parliament since 2017. We have always considered other government obligation, budget line. I have always seen what we call the contingency vote, recognizing that the contingency vote feeds into the contingency fund. However, the amount in question is way in excess of the entire contingency vote. So it cannot be correct that he took the entire amount from the contingency votes. For example, the amount of money he took for the year 2021 from the so-called contingency votes is way in excess of the entire contingency votes. So for me, this cannot be right. He has consistently failed in accounting to the people of Ghana. But let me also say this. Why is it that consistently contingency votes is only for emergency expenditures? But in the year 2020, 2021, 2019, 2018, he has been taking money from contingency votes for the purposes of what you call it, uh, 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 National Cathedral. Is that good enough? Is it an emergency expenditure? Because emergency expenditure cannot be reoccurring. What he's telling us is that this expenditure has always been emergency. Obviously, it is an attempt to hide it from the ordinary Ghanaian so that the people of Ghana will not be able to see that they are spending on the back of, the conti- on the back of contingency for the purposes of the National Cathedral. Meanwhile, meanwhile, he had informed Parliament that the only amount they intend to contribute to the National Cathedral was the uh, seed money of $25 million. How on earth can the 25 million turn to something in excess of 150 million Ghana cities? How could that be transformed? So for me, I've heard him trying to uh, find a nice way to bring justification. But the reality is where we are. The reality is that his actions and inactions has resulted in the magnitude of the economic crisis we are witnesses, we are witnessing in a lifetime. The, the kind of economic crisis that we are in is so terrible that since I became Ghanaian, I have not seen one. This is the worst in our lifetime we are being confronted with because of what our minister responsible for finance has taken us through. So for me, his uh, defense today isn't good enough. It doesn't convince me. It is an attempt to find a nice way to say that, yes, I have an explanation, but you have break the law. The law is clear. You cannot continue always hiding behind contingency and spend on particular expenditure. Contingency vote is only for the purposes of emergency expenditure. National Cathedral is is, is not emergency expenditure. Dr. Forsing, you said that you have evidence to suggest that the amount that he took from the contingency vote exceeds what was actually spent on a cathedral. Correct. That is an admission that he indeed took it from the contingency vote. Well, he himself is saying that he took the money from the contingency vote. And you agree with him for, on for, that? For, that he, for, he for example, so. I, in the first place, granted that he took the money from contingency vote without admitting. So if he took the money from the contingency vote, the contingency vote, for instance, for the year 2021 was less than 100 million dollars, 100 million Ghana cities. How could he spend 100, more than 100 million for that year for the purposes of Nanasta Cathedral? How could he? So you see, Certainly, it is just an attempt to rationalize the kind of expenditure he has engaged in. Because the amount of money that he claimed he took from contingency votes is more than the vote itself. It's more than the vote itself. And the votes, I agree, is for emergency expenditures. 
this cannot be an emergency expenditure. This is a kind of expenditure that should be budgeted for properly for the people of Ghana to be aware how much we are spending for the purposes of building a national cathedral. Today he's telling us that since 2018, he's been taking money from the contingency vote, which is supposed to be for emergency, for the purposes of building a national cathedral. Is that right? It doesn't mean that I do not support Christianity to have a cathedral, a central place of worship. That does not mean that. But you see, we should question the source of funding. We should find out if indeed that the time that the country is in crisis, in the year 2020, 2021, 2022, he's still taking money for the purposes of cathedral at a time that we are aware that school children are not getting access to proper feeding. Is that how to spend money? These are the questions that I believe that all of us need to think about and ask. And very finally, he was clear today that suggesting that possibly yourself and a minority folks are on a witch hand. Listen to him. Of the Ghanaian people. As a nation, we are being tested our circumstances require a united and concerted response to the crisis. I employ our chiefs, elders, and church leaders to take the mantle and speak a common language. Let us all work as one country to support our labor negotiations, find a solution to the impasse in parliament, and rise above witch hunting and entrapment. These are not ennobling and progressive for a society seeking transformation he says rise above witch hunting because it's not noble well um i know i'm not witch hunting him in fact it's the mpp administration that is known for witch hunting there's a government that is well known that anytime you criticize them in opposition they witch hunt you they do whatever it takes to bring you down but you see i cannot be cowed on things like this I'm doing my job as the ranking member for God and country. But I can assure you, I have no interest to witch hunt him. I'm only doing my job as I'm supposed to do it, and I will deliver justice for the people of Ghana. Simple. So what do you expect now? The report is going to go to the floor. Um, you expect to be a vote on this next week? Uh, the NDC will take a vote. Our position is clear. We will not relent. We are voting for his removal, period. Thank you. Uh, that's uh, the man who led the minority side in uh, putting forth their evidence against Keanu Friata, Dr. Kesalato, uh, forcing their speaking to us, uh, uh, giving us his reaction to what we just had all day today from the finance minister, uh, Keanu Friata, who today, by the way, just as we end, uh, if you're just joining us, admitted that this whole process has been very, very traumatic for him. The most difficult week, he says, he's had in his life um, as i said in my submission earlier today uh, these grounds have attacked my person my character and my professional integrity and i think we have shown here that those were not very sound but i wait to hear from the plenary this has been a really traumatic experience for me even more distressingly for the Ministry of Finance, who worked tirelessly in the management of the economy. I'm feeling very tarnished. It's also been a very difficult week for the Ministry um, with um, the exit of our Minister of State um, uh, in a way of um, that um, really that's not really elicit 
um, and, and enhance or encourage um, those not in the political sphere um, to come and help us in this. And that's uh, Kenneth Uriata there, uh, and ending there by referencing the sacking of his Minister of State. Charles Adubahi on the back of the Anas, Arimei Anas investigative uh, piece. And Joy News now can confirm that Tiger Eye has now filed a formal petition with the Shraj, with the Commission of Human Rights and Administrative Justice against Charles Adubahi, but also against Ken Furiata. Uh, you can find details on this pretty shortly here on Joy 99.7 FM. Enjoy the rest of your evening, people. The other day, I visited Kweku at his spunky new office to congratulate him on opening his business. And man, was I impressed. The business is just moving quick. The sales, customers, everything is just working seamlessly. The secret, hmm, he said, it's MTN Business Broadband. In this fast-paced environment, we need fast and reliable internet to support all business types. No laggy online meetings, great download and upload speeds, impeccable business management systems, all-inclusive. I mean, you can have it all. I signed on immediately. (laughs) To enable your business stay ahead and stay connected, make sure you're signed on to the best internet made just for businesses. MTN Business Broadband. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.gh and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 0244-308-111 for more information. MTN. Introducing Boatelli. County 49. A rich county where the leadership has failed its people. Justice and peace are elusive while violence sweeps through the county. What will be done to save the people of Boatelli County? Watch County 49 as our heroes and villains clash in an exciting tale of corruption, greed, love, and redemption. Every week on Showmax.com. You know what time it is. Time to show up in style. Get your stylish Houdin replica jerseys at any wooden store today. But hurry, they're limited edition. And there's lots in store for the ladies. So style up this soccer season. Woodin, le creator. <laughs> ah, but why all this laughter? Quaker gave me 6,000 cities for shopping for some electrical appliances. Yes. What about that? I came home with exactly what he ordered, and I still had 3,000 Ghana cities on me. Wow. But it's only NASCO offering this promotion this season. Of course, yes. It's NASCO. You think you are the only one who knows NASCO brings home happiness? <laughs> He's been wondering why I don't ask him for money after the shopping. That's 50% discount power. <laughs> this season, a NASCO massive discount. discount. It's NASCO new promo. What are you waiting for? This season, we are offering massive discounts up to 50%. Yes. On selected items from NASCO. Call 0242-439-437. NASCO, bring home happiness. With HD Plus, you win double double. <laughs> yes, so HD Plus has brought your record to double double promo this World Cup season. Watch the World Cup feely feely on your HD Plus decoder and get a chance to visit Dubai feely feely with your partner this December. So you see, you win double double. If you have an HD Plus decoder, subscribe three months and above and dial star 844 star 8 hash to enter the draw. If you don't have a decoder, rush and buy one at an authorized dealer or any electrolan outlet to enter the draw. Additionally, there are over 
thousands of prizes such as TV sets, microwaves, and many electronic appliances to be won. Dial star 844 Hash and win big in the recorded promo from now till 5th December 2022. Next promo is in partnership with the NLA on the Caritas Lottery Platform. The Hits FM Schools Reunion, powered by Illuminae by Enterprise Life in association with Ghana Ace Commission, brings back your old school memories. memories. You know the feeling and the nostalgic moment it commands. The Hits FM Schools Reunion, powered by Illuminae by Enterprise Life, promises a relay of our days back in school with uninterrupted back to back jamming. When you were a fan of Jama, do you still remember how Gary Sokin's taste? What about rap battles? Into school's Jama sessions. Crazy nicknames. Say more. more. Join us on the 26th of November. Elwak Stadium. Let's have fun. Repping our various schools as we reminisce. Our high school days. You definitely don't want to miss this twice in a lifetime experience. Oh yeah. Stone Boy. And Kete will be representing their various schools with mind-blowing performances. Hits FM Schools Reunion. Come rep your school in grand style. The Hits FM Schools Reunion, powered by Illumini by Enterprise Life. Enterprise, your advantage. Proudly brought to you by 10 bits for the better. Coba, our life simplified. VIP magnetic perfume from Dream Cosmetics. Ghana Ace Commission. Condom less sex. It's risky sex. If it's not on, it's definitely not in. And a large vision herbal clinic. The eye doctor. No surgery. The Hits of Fam. Schools Reunion. Powered by Alumni by Enterprise Life. Keep on listening to George, 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 George. 99.7 FM. Another edition of Star Connect. This one will be good. It's with Majid Ashimeru, Black Stars and Anderlecht player. Very consistent all the way from his Ghana Premier League days, and he's going to show us his city. Behind us is the Notre Dame. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir 
tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC.